This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. And Hokie Homer turned Husker, Nathan Brennan. Everyone knows that I'm the smartest person here. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Nate. We are back on the block, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Sauter Heyman text line is always open to you. We Sheesh. thank you continuously for your support and joining us here on the block, two to four every day. <sighs> Man, what a great weekend. So much. <laughs> Look, there's so many days that we can go. There's And the energy in here is so much better when you have oh, awesome. just winning programs all the way across the board. Volleyball's hot. They're looking to break through. Both basketball teams Basketball won. teams won yeah. big. Maryland got a monkey off their back with a win against Maryland, which they First haven't done. First time in program history, which is crazy. So you, you got to love that. And then the Huskers. I mean, look, do you understand that that, break, that breakdown goes all the way back to when I was playing? That's how long it's been since we beat them at Omaha. CHI. We didn't play at CHI. Where you guys at? We played at the Civic Center. Oh, really? Back in the day. Oh. Yep. Omaha Civic Center is where we used to play. That's actually where, if anybody on the Sutter Heyman text line remembers back in the day when Streaky was, that's a long time ago, my gosh. <laughs> when Streaky was in high school, would you say that the uh, um, the Metro Holiday Tournament was the best then when it was in the Omaha Civic Center or when it was, it's at Baxter right now. Shout out in the text line because I remember those days and it felt like the Civic Center used to be rocking when we How was How many playing. did it fit? I mean, I, I got to say at least about eight grand. Oh, wow. Yeah, eight, nine grand. And I'm telling you, it would be – it would be some packed houses when some of the rivalry games kind of popped off. I mean, you might see Curtis Marshall and prep against Terrence Badgett and oh, South wow. and, you know, then Stricky will come in there and we may, <laughs> give we you may the work. Benson or, you know, hey, yo, it was some it was some rivalry games back then. But we're not going to talk about those rivalries right now. We're going to move on and we're going to talk about the transfer portal because, Nate, listen, the transfer portal, oh, they just Stricky, broke down. I think, I think as of December 5th, there was over 5,000 – uh, kids in the transfer portal at that time, and that's crazy. Um, is that a crazy number, or am I? Is it was it five hundred? It might be five hundred. I well, think it's five hundred. Here it is, just just off of today. So Max Olson tweets this: So far, four hundred plus FBS scholarship there you go, players 500. Yeah. have entered the portal or announced their transfer. That's FBS. That's just today. That's FBS. That, exactly. Yeah. If this new world frightens you and confuses you, uh, get ready and, and buckle up because this is this is the reality. And and that's crazy to think that it's just four hundred today and. I think what's so crazy to me, Strick, is there's some big names transferring. Oh, yeah. And and it's just I, – I want you to talk about this, and I, and I want you to touch on it because as someone who played at a time when it, the transfer portal was there, wasn't really as what it is today, 
and there wasn't NIL. Because I think a lot of this, and I might be very wrong because the transfer portal was still alive and well the past two seasons or off seasons as well. Yeah. But I feel like now that NIL is involved, it's just become the Wild West. And I want to know your perspective as someone who didn't play under these circumstances. Yeah, for me who didn't play, I, well, first of all, I just come from that. Uh, being a being the father or more being the, the son of an, an officer in the Air Force, you know, my my thing was if you commit to something, you stick and stay. Um, the only way that that could change, like I told you, I think I, I think I kind of mentioned the story as to the closest I ever came to quitting was watching my team just fall off the map after knowing we had probably the third best team in the Big Eight by right, far. Right. You know, top three team in the Big Eight, and we just dropped the ball, right? We showed what we could do because I guarantee you at the end of that that uh, that season, there's nobody in the country that would have wanted to play us. That's, that's how we came along at the end of that season. Right. But I look at these NIL situations. Here's what throws me for the loop, Nate. I'm looking at it right now. And you look at you look at a top ten overall recruit back in twenty twenty. He goes to Oregon. He's a linebacker, Justin Flo. Okay. He appeared in ten games this season. He had thirty five tackles, fourteen solo. What is missing? Is it the fit? Are they going for the wrong reasons? Um, what would make someone with that kind of talent to then all of a sudden? This is not the place for me, right? Then you look at, you know, you look at Uyangalale, right? That's my boy. He jumps in the portal. And you've got to ask, you've given, you've been given every opportunity, and Fisher has stayed with you. They have. The whole course, the whole way. And now you want to jump in there after you didn't land huge transfer, I mean, uh, I, you, uh, NIL deals as well. Um Texas A&M has the best freaking recruiting class in the country, and they've got 10-plus guys now jumping. What That's is crazy. it? That's crazy. It's so, so for me, Soderham and text line 402-464-568, make it make sense for me. What is it about this transfer portal and this generation that has uniquely changed? Because we did. I think, in, I think we, didn't, we didn't leave as much because of the fact that it was so much diff, more difficult. Because you might have had to sit out a year or two. If you go in conference, you might have to sit out, what, I think it might have been two years. Um, and you didn't really have that opportunity unless you were a grad, I think, to be able to go somewhere and And grad transfers ready. happen all the time. They always the time. have. That, that That's, I don't think, any any part of my frustration. I just, I don't, it, it, is it really fit? Because I, I feel like, I mean, when Good you were point, playing strict, I mean, when you were playing strict, that this just didn't happen, and you just—it was more of like a wait your turn, and and I don't know. If yes, players just don't want to wait their turn. The, the only thing that confuses me is that a lot of these guys are jumping into the jumping into the portal. And downtown Scott has this meme here: it's third string entering the transfer portal, and then you just join this collective group of transfers that have nowhere to go. Yeah. So so for some players like a DJ Uyunglele, in his defense, it looked like the writing was on the wall. Mm-hmm. He was probably going to get benched. I think that he can go to another Power Five school and probably start. But there are so many of these other guys that I see, and I don't know if it's just you don't have the opportunity. But for example, Strick, 
Think how many freshmen are transferring. You didn't even give it a chance. Yes. You like you you haven't even seen this thing out. If you're a sophomore, junior, you've waited your turn. You don't get the time like a Joe Burrow. Maybe like okay, I, I get that. Like th- th- this is we're on the same page here. But Strick, if you're a freshman, I mean, talk. You could talk about your freshman year. Were you getting the minutes that you wanted? Were you getting the playing time? Were you getting the recognition? Like probably not. And a lot of these guys aren't. Well, okay, maybe you were strict, but you know, <laughs> under normal circumstances, some of the guys that you played with. I bet some of the guys that you played with made their way and developed up. Yeah, and, 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 and that was, was Andre. Developed. That was Andre Warridge. Andre Warridge did that. Yeah. He did that. And and so the the difference, like for me, right? Um, the difference for me and why I was able to have early success is because I was a defensive juggernaut, right? And I tell kids all the time, I say, listen, if you want to play, I guarantee you there's no coach in the country that would not find a slot for you if you can defend, stop your guy, and have and, and give them a reason to make sure that they have a spot for you on the court and they will make a spot for you if you can defend. That's That was always my mentality. So I always took those principles. So, so – <clears throat> I can understand why Andre left, right? Um, great expectations, high expectations. You're at home. Um, you know, unfortunate that there's a point guard that was, you know, just as good. He knows how to run the ship. Right. And he was a senior and unfortunate that, you know, um, I played the off guard and I can play two or three, you know, just for my size. So that gave me a space, you know, a value. So, that's the difference, though, man. I mean, guys, they don't give themselves a chance. Yeah, literally, because I, I just don't give these freshmen. You, you don't even give yourself a chance. Yeah, you don't. And you don't get a chance jump? to learn and grow no. and get stronger and and watch and observe. Everybody wants it right now, and and so what what you said earlier, Nate, is guys get out there in that transfer portal and realize you get stuck. There's nowhere. There's nowhere for you to go. So you end up going down. So then you end up going. Yeah, you're going to play, but are you going to have the same type of potential enjoyment? Injuries happen all the time. Circumstances change. Coaches change. The ideas of a coach. Just think if you were with Nebraska before in their earlier ideas of the way that they did things, going back to the Palmer days and, you know, the Trey and the McGowan's. And now this is a different style of team. If you were that kind of player and you left before you got a chance to see it, you might have been a great fit for what they're doing now. And so that's what's that's what's weird about it. And, and, and you know, I, I really do hope that that changes. But I just don't know. I just don't see it. I think it, I think one, you have parents and kids chasing NILs like <laughs> there's no tomorrow. And then you have, uh, you know, guys just not wanting to take their time and, and, and fit because there's a reason why you're there. Either you're not there for you're either there. You're either there for the wrong reasons or you're there not for the necess- not for the fit, but for something that in your mind fits right. for where you think you're trying to acclaim or get to. And this is my biggest frustration in Texter. This is going to kind of loop into it. He says there's too many people in these kids ear telling them they're better than they are and they could really go do something bigger and better in another place the snap of a finger. And I think what's lost a lot of this, and and I know college sports now is a business more than it ever has been and there's money to be made. I understand all of that. I just, what's so frustrating to me and what I think has been lost all of this is the value of an education. 
And and I know that's probably the last thing that people want to hear right now. They want to win football games. They want to make money for playing football. Guess what? 98% of these kids aren't going to play professional football. Mm-hmm. 98% of these kids are just going to go on and be productive members of society. And there are so many times I just look at a kid that gets stuck in the transfer portal. Okay, you might not have been playing the minutes. Hang on. Develop. Work. Even if you don't get the opportunity on the field, guess what? You get to walk out with the top quality education. And you can say that for Nebraska, Creighton, whatever school you want to want to say, UNK, down the road. I mean, there's so many schools that you can talk about that you are given the value of, of a top-tier education that so many people are not given the option to have, and you're just throwing it away. Yeah. And I know that you want the NIL, the big paychecks. We all do. Yeah, yeah. The, the fancy cars, the Ooh. vacation homes. Don't talk about it because I miss like, NIL. I know, but that's the thing is, is we <laughs> want all that – but at the same time, I think there's something to be said for getting an education and moving on. Mm-hmm. Because that's what a lot of these kids are going to do. Well, that was the one thing that my dad always taught me. My dad, I, I think that's what gave me a lot of drive. There's two things that my dad said to me uh, that I'll share with, with the listeners of On the Block that you would only get this information here unless you personally have a relationship. Also, with Thunder Not College, this is all sports. This isn't just football. Yeah, this is all sports. This is all sports. All so... My dad said two things to me. One, he said, Stricky. He didn't say Stricky. He said, son, um, what are you going to do if something happens to you? If you're, you blow a knee, you tear an Achilles, right. um, you have an injury that it doesn't allow you to either become the, the type of player that you are right now or maintain the type of player, or you just can't play at all anymore. What happens then? That's one thing he said to me. That in my ninth grade year, when he said that to me, I went from being a mediocre student to an, an honor roll student just because of that word. And that's a true statement. And I tell kids all the time before I get to the second statement, I tell kids all the time, I say, listen, what you don't realize is that whether it be football at the collegiate level or whether it's basketball at a high level, our at the NBA, we had a book that was like an ency- a mini encyclopedia of terminologies. It was it was literally about this big. If you're watching on the stream, it was thick, and it was terminology. It was plays, and I'm saying you don't get a, a second chance. Like if you don't come into those practices, those two a days, right. those whatever days they're doing now in the NBA, which is dang near no days, you you come in there and you don't know it. You're on the quickest pink slip going out of there. And it's the same thing in football. Football is like work. So if you can't do it in the classroom, if you can't do it in school, if you can't take the time because when you go to college, there's nobody sitting over your head saying, did you get your homework done? Did you write that paper? Did you? There's no one doing that. You have to be, um, you have to have the discipline in order to do that stuff. So. So, so the next thing he told me, he says, because he used to be really good with his hands. My dad would, we, we built a deck on our backyard. We put our, our sprinkler system in. We'd work on the car. All that stuff we did, my dad was trying to show me, right? He says, son, I hope you make a lot of money because you're going to have to pay somebody to do this stuff. <laughs> Those two things my dad showed me helped me to become who I was as an athlete and also gave me the drive to want to make it because I understood what he said to me. These kids sometimes today, they have great skills, great, you know, passion. But do they have the stick to 
And that's what I'd like to see going forward. It's a little bit more fortitude in in sticking it out and competing. Like, like, right. do they really want to compete? Like, he beat you. Well, let me. I used to go in the gym saying, "Oh no, no, oh you, oh you got me today." Okay, let's see about tomorrow. Right. And I don't know if we have that nowadays. And I, I think a lot of times too, there are there are circumstances that. Maybe two, three years, you haven't been given an opportunity. Yeah. Okay, that's what the transfer portal is designed for. But these freshmen, like you, you, you haven't even gotten a chance to really practice, right? Let alone play, and and you're just gonna jump. I just, I, I think it's a disservice to the kids, and I, th- I think a lot of it is probably the adults in the room that are probably getting in these kids here. Oh, you can get nil over there. I'm you telling get, you, you'll have a better opportunity to get drafted here, and. And I, and I think in some circumstances it's sad. And you talk about the future, Strick, and before we head to break here in a bit, I want to ask you, what does this mean for college football? Because I feel like we have this discussion every single offseason, and I know for a fact that we had it last offseason after the Jordan Addison situation where mm-hmm. he leaves and he's basically just off for money. It what like has he done since he's been at USC? Well, he's, he's been hurt for quite a bit. But, but I'm just saying – do you think this slippery slope and this spiral continues? But that's what's crazy. I mean, that, that's the thing is, is does it does it slow down or have we reach the point that it's just going to keep going? It, it's 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 the freaking wild wild west, my boy. It, it is, and I don't think it's similar to that that word that people say. Once you squeeze the toothpaste out, you can't put it back in. Right. I think I think the toothpaste is out. And right now, there's you can't put it back in the mix, so no, it is what no. it is. And it, we're, it, it, it'll be interesting to watch, too, because like I said, Strick, I mean, every day you have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of guys entering the transfer portal. We're going to have the Honda Lincoln Outline where we got Sailor Rico. What's going on today? Hey, guys. It's, uh, wow, what a Monday. You know, a great Monday, and here's yes. why. What a great weekend for Husker Nation, for the fan base, for the kids, the athletes, the coaches. Phenomenal. I mean, beginning with volleyball, carried through to the weekend with the two big basketball upset wins. Um, Strick, I appreciate every time you bring up your father in conjunction with life lessons, because as a former military man myself, you know, we're wired a little differently. We've seen things, we know things, and we always try to, you know, know where the exits are. Just a lot of weird, quirky things, but... The one thing for sure is that we, we do care about things, and teaching life lessons to our children is absolutely um, paramount. And so I do appreciate when you bring that up. That, that's really uh, that's good stuff. Um, here's my question. Given, and really all the programs, but particularly with the men, now that they've got three of these wins in a row, you can see the momentum building. You can see the chemistry on the court. And you know, just talk a little bit about how far you can take a team, even with just these, this three-win uh, game win streak, in terms of their ability to buy in, to believe, to accept, and to understand what's going on and to make better and to make good on all the, the things that they can. I also have noticed that we're, we're probably seeing a little bit of the choking of the playing time for some of the other guys. I noticed Denim and uh, DeMarcus were a little a bit light in terms of uh, their contribution this weekend, not that they won't in the future, but also um, even, uh, even Blaze, uh, a fewer minutes probably than what I expected. 
if you could touch on all that stuff, I'd really appreciate it. You guys, great show, as always. Appreciate the call. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, great questions. Great, great questions. Listen, I, I love what I'm seeing out of this group, and it is it is not it is it is, well, first of all, um, I really do hand clap to Fred Hoiberg and the group because that is not easy to do what they do. They they they've done. To lose your top scores, one of your better defenders, you're deci- you don't know if you're gonna get Derek Walker back. So you're having to try to put together a team that is and and change the character. So you're losing pretty much a good portion of your 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 coaching staff. Yeah. So you're revamping a whole new staff. So in your mind as as you're Fred Hoiberg, you have to freaking sit down, do an assessment internally, then evaluate it externally. Who's the best type of fit for what I'm envisioning and trying to do? What do I have still on this team that's left over that I'm going to have to try to put something together then to get them to change the culture mental mentality and buy into what we're trying to train and teach them all of that had to happen in a short span of time very short span of time right yeah but they they've been able to do it so i i give them a hand clap for that that's not easy then you 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 look at um his second question was um about the uh talking about the minutes for some of these okay so so those minutes for this team is going to change from game to game. You'll probably see a little bit more Keita against Purdue. It's going to depend really on the matchups. The matchup for Creighton, I personally, and I'm not totally engrossed in the team and knowing what their game plans are going to be, but I could have told you that Blaze Keita was not going to play a lot of minutes this game. This is not that type of game. It's a transition game. It's a defensive stop game. It's a move-your-feet game, which is better suited for Breidenbach, Walker, and maybe Jawan Gary in that that front-line team. So I knew that was going to be the – this game is going to be a little bit different. You will probably see Blaze Keita – um, some, maybe not as much because Trace Jackson Davis is fleet footed. So he moves his feet so really well, but he's physical. It's matchups. And it's going to change from game to game and from week to week. But I definitely know you'll see those minutes ratchet up when you get into Purdue for them. Denim Dawson's going to be depending on where you, if you start to get a run, you'll probably throw Denim in to try to get some stops, get some dives on the floor, get some extra possessions, things Spark like that. Plug. Some spark plugs, some spark play. But they've understood their roles, which was something that we couldn't identify going forward. Who's who's who, who's what. Which they needed to do. We they needed about. to. Yeah, it, it, it was definitely refreshing, too, because uh, everyone that, that, that played, for what it's worth, looked like they filled that role, too. Everyone knew their role and they executed. It was definitely great to see. we got to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk to two-time national champion Cluster Johnson. Talking about the transfer portal, he knows someone pretty closely that entered the transfer portal. Maybe we'll ask him about it. Coming up next on The Block.